Hello, any trenders. Welcome back to another episode of the Anime Trending Podcast. We've been a little hit or miss, like a skip and stone here, but that's because it's the holiday season and I have work to do. As much as I love producing content for all of you, uh, I need to do the thing that puts food on the table. So, welcome back to another episode. I am joined by the usual suspects. Introduce yourselves. Hi, everyone. This is Gracie hopping back and forth from Girl Taku with the main anime trainee podcast. And this is Nico. I don't remember the last time I recorded an episode because we had holiday. We had, let me think, we had the bonus episode in between. And then... Yeah, we had Thanksgiving and we took like some weeks off for that. And then we had the bonus episode and then we took another week off. And then now. Uh, yeah, no, week. I'm trying to think like what was my frame of mind as I was going week to week to week? Because now I've lost all track of time because I've now started the Witch on the Holy Night type moon <laughs> game that's finally came out. So now I'm like, I am in a hole. Once I'm done with that, I'll just be like, all right, what is the state of the world? <laughs> what is it? Yeah, it's probably been at least a month. Okay, wow. That's, uh... This happens every time we get to the holidays. It's, Turns it's out true, because it's like we're having our first holiday from Thanksgiving, and then we're just like, oh, but what about second holiday coming up? So now <laughs> I'm just like, I'm already in this like this jolly mood of being, just counting the days so like, I can just finish all my stuff at my regular work, and then just go again back into my, I guess... How would I describe it? Uh, Which on the holy night <laughs> hole, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like I'll call it like that. I mean, I know that there is the term for it from this year. I, I forget which online dictionary called it the word of the year, but the goblin phrase, mode, goblin mode. I love that phrase, and that's. I think it's the Oxford English Dictionary said goblin mode is the word of the year. And that's 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 a pretty fancy institution. So I'm gonna I'm gonna embrace it because that's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, that's totally valid. I'm looking forward to to the end of, of all my exams, which will happen at least in like 27 hours as of recording, um, which is kind of rad. Uh, I will say I have not listened to basically any Christmas music so far. Um, the only Christmas music I have heard has been uh, like basically meme edits of just people putting uh, all I want for Christmas is you over various other videos. I haven't actually gone out and listened to any other christmas specific music which is kind of interesting i think i'll fall into the swing of it when i go back to visit my parents place because i associate my parents place with the holidays more than i do my sad sad apartment yeah and then once we're there then once you like i, I should probably subject you to like a full montage of just christmas themed anime episodes just one after another like just, we did an article on Christmas themed episodes last year. I'll put it in the description. Exactly. We'll just watch we'll just, all of them. We'll pull those up and then like we, we won't know which one's going to be which because we'll just randomize the order and it'll be funny because it'll be it'll be great because it'll be like on New Year's or something is when we're probably hanging out. So it's not even Christmas, but we'll just have to try to like hold on to like whatever last holiday cheer we can get before we have to go back to our real lives <laughs> we have no we have to get the full experience and marathon amagi brilliant park in one sitting in new year's that was a good that was a good time to spend the new year's uh so honestly like yeah it, it's pretty much the perfect time for you to spend like a single night is just getting through all 12 episodes of something like that's a that's a really good way to start the year or end the year off right if some people have like their um anime they've watched anime watch lists that they've done yeah so speaking of the end of the year uh our main topic today is going to be kind of uh the anime trending awards which we're leading into the award season but before we get into that uh let's do the chart check real quick before we get into the meat and potatoes of our of our episode so this is for the this is for week nine of the fall 2022 anime season. This chart was published on the 11th of December, and let's get through it. In first place, we have Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. In second place, we have Mob Psycho 100 Season Three. In third place, we have Bochi the Rock. In fourth place, we have Chainsaw Man. In fifth place, we have Spy Family Part Two. In 6th place, we have Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War. In 7th place, we have The Eminence in Shadow. In 8th place, we have Blue Lock. In ninth place, we have More Than a Married Couple But Not Lovers. And in 10th place, we have Do It Yourself! I'm so excited, Do It Yourself's in the top 10. 
Fun fact, uh, Do It Yourself was the most requested anime that people wanted me to review when I revealed to the public that I had two open spots for my reviews this season. I usually cover five, and it's the five that I tend to like cover consistently on Facebook. Twitter, I tend to be more... Uh, more liaise. Uh, I don't even know the right word. Sorry, I just blanked. But laissez-faire. Uh, but yes, uh, Twitter. I'm more that. But Facebook. I tend to be more consistent with five. Um, and I I usually do reviews for all those five. But shockingly, I only covered three anime on Facebook this season. I didn't realize it, so I was like, "Huh, I have two spots open." And I opened it up to the public, and it and I really wasn't expecting so many people to say "Do It Yourself" is the one they want me to review, but that was one of them. So, <laughs> do it. I love "Do It Yourself," and I've I've said it a couple times on the podcast. Uh, but I lack kind of the words in my and and eloquence, I suppose, to and uh, on top of that, analytical skills to be able to describe fully why it's a good show, as opposed to just it's kind of cute girls doing cute things and also i love the concept of diy so it's that that venn diagram where i am firmly in the middle which is not a great way to sell it to other people (laughs) they made this show for me which is why you should watch it (laughs) i mean i am going to write the review that and the second most requested one is blue lock so i'm writing one anime that is not that's like original had no built-in fandom not hyped at all and then i'm writing another review for another anime that was very big from the get-go because the manga is super popular so uh and also the world cup and also the world cup yeah so basically i actually had a lot of fun seeing people decide which which two anime that they want me to review so honestly i'm probably going to continue this to next season i'll i'll just like pick three i'll still try to cover five consistently but it's like i'll pick three that i would want to write for and then i'll let the others pick two so yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. all right that's that's kind of my only comment is i'm so happy do it yourselves up there the rest is kind of the same general batch of the top 10 we've gotten throughout the entire season is this the first time we've seen Gundam at number one? Because, like, if so, that's that's really significant because it's yes, at that spot. Yes, it is. I have where... been tracking it. Gundam has been performing well on our charts, but this is the first time it reached number one because Bochi had been blocking it from reaching number one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> a, a worthy, a worthy opponent. <laughs> I will say, like, it's um, I was talking to Shauna the other day. Uh, she's my filmmaking friend that you guys have mentioned you guys as in listeners probably have heard me here a lot talk about especially if you listen to girl taku but essentially i was talking to shauna the other day and i was just like i always find it funny how our charts like it starts off with like the most hyped anime at the top and then at the end it always becomes like two sort of like what i like to say indie anime (laughs) that no one really sees coming and none of us really thought about would like do very well start battling out for the first spot so always makes it a little fun (laughs) uh yes the small indie franchise gundam Well, I mean, like, okay, I'll, I'll be Independence real. Game Studio Blizzard. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, Gundam being popular is not really a surprise. I think the surprise is how well I think it hits the different demographics. I think that it's it's really popular among like shows that I, I people who would not traditionally be watching mecha anime and i think that's so interesting well that's why this is writing. the first time gundam has reached our top charts gundam anime has been continuously coming out and it's it hasn't been in top 10 like i'm just gonna say it out loud because i've been tracking these things it's never been in top 10 yeah. so it's clearly Gundam's fandom has clearly become more and more niche as the years gone by. It is as not no longer considered like something more widespread appeal. So the fact that people who would actively like l- just immediately ignore the anime just hearing the word Gundam are actually checking it out, I think is saying something in regards to what this anime is accomplishing. So yeah. I do love hearing that coming from you, the person who three episodes ago was like, yeah, I don't watch mecha anime. And I left still it don't that. watch it and I'm still not watching 
All right, I'm, hypocritical. I'm, sending, I'm sending angry messages to like the other staff channels that <laughs> simultaneously became a Gundam channel, and it was previously a pictures of cooked food channel. It's a Gundam appreciation channel. Gundam now. and steak appreciation oh, look, society. Then Agnes already tried to get me to watch Gundam with her, and I straight up shot her down. So I am capable of making objective <laughs> observations of stuff that I will never watch and touch. So. I think if people on that Twitter poll like realized that you weren't watching Gundam, I think they would have pushed That would have been really that, funny. Especially over Blue Lock. Like, so that's why I'm like, I'm I'm curious at like what your initial Twitter post was because like I would have laughed really hard if the people I, made you so watch Gundam. I already wrote on like I, I in my Twitter post I, or my tweet I basically showed a screenshot of my watch list so people mm, could already mm-hmm. immediately see that Gundam Mercury uh uh which from the Mercury is uh, the witch from Mercury is not an option so that's why uh so I'm pretty I'm pretty sure if like Gundam was on there, people would be like Gundam, Gundam, Gundam. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, that's every Twitter post I'm seeing on my timeline. It's just like Gundam, yeah. Gundam, Gundam. I feel like though, if you were actually watching Gundam, Gracie, you would be writing about Gundam. Instead, I'm going to be writing an analysis of the male gaze versus the female gaze in a married, uh, more than a married couple. So. <laughs> I need to watch that because I read some of the manga for it and I really, really like it. Oh, I do not like the anime except for one episode. And it really is just the male gaze of the fan service is just too much for me to handle. Like the boob mechanics, once again, is just ridiculous. I cannot deal so with it. So that could, that could be the thing, though, is because I have only been experiencing it through the manga, which is still frames. Which means oh, that, like... Oh, you're right. Yeah, that is different. <laughs> Like, you can add motion lines to imply jiggle physics, but you don't generally do that unless you're writing specifically, like, an etchy manga, which this is not, that that's not explicitly what it is, like, so, well, I don't know. Well, the male gaze is insane in that anime, and then for one episode, for whatever random reason, they completely flipped to the female gaze, and I was like, what happened here? <laughs> it's time for the hot men to have their time i'm not complaining but i was just like this is very unexpected also quick uh quick clarification the female gaze isn't just hot men versus hot women it's actually a lot more different than that so which i will cover in my article so yeah (laughs) i'm looking for hey maybe we'll have a bonus episode or something if we can ever find the time to record okay yeah sounds good (laughs) that'd be pretty neat uh, we'll just put that in the in the booklet of things to do, which grows ever longer and never actually gets addressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think even like if you wanted to make it on on point, I think like you could even just compare it with like I don't know, like Blue Lock this season, because that that's like one example where I'm noticing it too, but maybe not in the same ways that um, is because I've never I'm not watching more than Married Couple, but it's like this different vibe with Blue Lock, where like there's a really really popular fandom with like the characters surrounding that. And they're all kind of like, they're like kind of like that mixture of like hot and crazy yes. in the designs, which is like kind of a different vibe than like, I guess, traditional. Um, we love a little bit of hot and crazy. It, it would be interesting, though, for sure. Uh, I would have to watch these shows in order to comment on it, though. And since I haven't done that, we're going to shelve these topics for I mean, a little there's bit. A, there's a chainsaw man joke somewhere in there about being hot and crazy. I refuse to acknowledge Chainsaw Man fans right now. Um, every <laughs> it's it's so difficult. Mean. <laughs> so mean. It, it's difficult because I do enjoy the Chainsaw Man manga, and I enjoyed watching like episode one, though I did have some reservations about how it was done. Uh, and I have not watched any more of it because I've been busy, but I have seen discourse on it, and I'm like reading the discourse and going, hmm. This is enough to get me to watch it so that I can form my own opinions, but also I'm not entirely sure how much I'm looking forward to watching it anymore. Maybe I'll just go back to reading it and enjoying it that way. I guess the one question, if like if this is with the discourse online, because I'm trying not to follow that much, because like I feel like shows like Attack on Titan had that problem of like this is the like quote this is the greatest show and like this. Is oh, the I'm thing. not getting any of that, and I'm yeah. also not getting very much of the people like you know barking for Makima, but um 
it's it's it is a, like some actual objective like this is the quality of the show like from a very third third person point of view perspective and i'm like hmm okay these are these are observations that are being raised separate from the hype of the uh of the the storytelling itself and more technically uh minded and so yeah and like like i i don't have enough time to go through the subject but like part of the question i have is like is it because of the pacing itself because of like if the animation is just kind of slower than just like the actual material because i feel i felt like we would have been going through a lot of it or if there was like a lot of moments in the animation where there's emphasis on time for the shots which does make the pacing feel really slow like like the action scenes are really cool and i really like a lot of the voice work is phenomenal um it just required like the eight episodes to get to like where i personally thought chainsaw man got great and never let up and then only just kept like doubling its um i guess subversion tropes it was just like i i kept getting subverted like chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter like after this this current arc what arc are we in right now uh we are right now after denji has fought mr uh samurai sword oh the the blade devil yeah, yeah. also unofficially known as katana man but He's officially not called that. I just, I just think the name fits because you know he's he's kind of like a chainsaw. He man has a katana smart. for a face, dude. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Anyways, uh, this is not a chainsaw man episode. This is uh, we're gonna hop in our time machine and travel back to early 2022, which feels like an eternity ago. My God. I don't know. Does it feel that yes, way to either of you? It does. I legit forgot that Licorice Recoil was only a season ago because I was like, was that spring? <laughs> so... Oh my god. <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I think it's because there are two conventions I go to that are in the same convention center, but Fanime feels like it was forever ago. I don't know, Nick, or do you feel the same way? Gracie can't opine on that because she hasn't been out to Fanime. Um, I feel it. I mean, it feels like forever ago and like... I'm trying to remember what I did, like, in the entire month of November, and I it, I was kind of drawing up a blank. Like, I felt like with Fanime stuff in August... CRX was, was in August. CRX was... Oh, Fanime was May. Okay, that was forever ago, because I'm, like, <laughs> trying to remember, like, what were the crazy things we all did together at conventions, and, like, was it this one? No, that was a different event, and I'm, like... I can't actually remember everything I did. I, I'm, anime, I'm telling you, this is what happens when we go goblin mode. Like, we just lose all track of time. Like, I'm only aware of now, like, time has gone faster just because, like, now it gets dark at, like, 4 p.m. And it's sad. Okay, I remember what happened at Fanime. Uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, I, I remember it because it was the, the pre-recorded guests from Japan, and then we went and spent way too much money getting a custom commission. Oh, That's the yeah, only thing yeah. I remember from I'm Fanime. staring at it right now. It is beautiful. I love this art. Thank you, Rockdolin. And also, on that side tangent, I didn't realize... I mean, I, I said this on another chat, but that artist that we had commissioned apparently like did an artwork, for, like Magic the Gathering card, where the individual card goes for like $10,000 because it was like a one-off like New Year's special thing that you could only have gotten in like Singapore. That's pretty cool. It's so crazy, but anyways. she was selling, I think, a Liliana of the Veil artwork, uh, fan artwork uh, at at CRX, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, no, she's mega, mega, mega popular artist. I I didn't realize who it was at the time, and then I was like, it kind of took till I uh, we met up at AX. No, a not AX at CRX. I think I think I think they were at CRX. So that was where I was like, oh, this person has like an insane career, and then. She was like one of the artists that I think Quack had like the leftover um, leftover gifts that we had for like all of the the other guests, and so I was like, okay, we had to get rid of these somehow. So, like... <laughs> anyways, that's a different tangent. Uh... All right, so after a long and meandering thing, we're gonna get to our main topic, which is which is the awards, anime turning awards. We got our nominees for for winter and spring season. Uh, I'm going to apologize in advance to our editor because I was leaning back and now I've leaned in, so the mic is going to be louder. But here's how it's going to work, y'all. We're going to do it in kind of three parts. First, we're going to talk about who we personally would like to win. Second, we're going to talk about who we objectively think should win. So we got to put our, our personal opinions aside. 
and put on our objective objectivity hats, which luckily is one I wear all the time. Absolutely, totally, 100%, no bias whatsoever. That's me, you know. Uh, and then yeah, our third um, is going to be who will probably win. So taking into account what we know about our voters and what we know about, again, the anime trends, these general trends that we've been seeing on social media. Oh, and our past history of winners as well. Like, we'll be taking into tag. Oh, yeah, and our past history of winners, uh, who will probably win the award. So we're going to break this down into each season. So we have the winter season and then the spring season. So let me real quick, as a refresher, because as we just discussed, the winter season was an eternity ago. Um, let's talk about our nominees for the winter 2022 season. We've got Akebi's Sailor Uniform, Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, My Dress Up Darling, and Ranking of Kings. I'll go first, because out of all of these, I think I've only watched, like, one and a half, two of them, maybe. Um, so I am, I'm not as informed, unfortunately, as I probably should be. Uh, who do I want to win? I want My Dress Up Darling to win. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of, like, Attack on Titan or even Demon Slayer, like, Demon Slayer I watched the first season of. It's fine. It's cool. I read the manga. I had a good time. Once I finished reading the source material, I was less incentivized to um to read the or to watch the anime. I did watch Mugen Train, but that's more because it had a train in it than because it was Demon Slayer. Uh Attack on Titan, I never got into it when it first started airing, and then by the time like it started wrapping up, there was so much to watch. I just looked at it and went, ah, I'm not gonna get around to that ever. Um Akebi Sailor Uniform, I've seen clips, I've seen photos. It looks really cool. I've heard really good things about it. Didn't watch it. Uh, which kind of leaves which kind of which kind of leaves my dress up darling and ranking of kings. I did watch uh a couple episodes of Ranking of Kings, and I've watched all of my dress up darling. And so because of that, and you can use that metric to say I'm super biased, but that's what this first selection is. Personal choice. I want my dress up darling to win. I think objectively. It's, like, from, again, clips that I've seen because other members of the staff have sent them to me, uh, so on and so forth. I think Ranking of Kings is a pretty solid uh, solid spot, as well as, like, Akebi's Sailor Uniform, just off of animation alone. Uh, both have really solid things for objective, like, quality-wise. Who has the best chances, or, or who, who, who will probably win. As, as who I think will win... Part of me wants to be like, uh, it's probably going to be Demon Slayer Attack on Titan, but voters have have frequently gone against what I would consider the wider worldwide trend necessarily, or at least the loudest parts of the internet. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if my dress up darling manages to clinch it um, as far just just going off of the winter um, nominees. I don't know. What, what do y'all think, Nick? Uh, do you want, like, the full batch of, like, all five of these kind of stacking up to each other for me? Give or? it to me however you want. Uh, I mean, well, within the three criteria that I already laid out before. Yeah, I mean, okay, so starting off, I mean, I'm I'm just kind of kind of go down the list. I mean, with a Kevin Sailor uniform, I do understand, like, it had, like, a really high amount of quality to it with the animation and the timing. I just, the only mark I have against it is that I just personally don't find the subject super interesting um as a coming of age but it does have a really really high amount of animation and lighting quality that i felt was super unique to the show it, it was like it was like everything was kind of created in like the stereotypical shoujo vision but then done like leaned into it so hard that like it ended up um really really enhancing the show for me i thought that was super interesting as like a as like just being above and beyond like what I guess normal like slice of life kind of stories can be or present. Um, going on to Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer are in these like awkward spots because these are like sequels to already like extremely popular shows. So from my point of view, my question is like if the second or even like in Attack on Titan's fourth and a half new season, is this like the... Um, like how how well does it does it compare to previous uh, like seasons of its own work? Does it feel like the show deserves the awards for kind of being judged as like a complete package? And I find personally it's hard to separate like Attack on Titans final season part two from like just like the rest of the show because I feel like there's so many 
really great moments that I think of that might not necessarily have happened in the final season part two. Um, and that's also like what makes like this second part, like, so I guess, I guess the right word is painful from like a storytelling perspective. Cause it's kind of like it, it, you definitely get less of like a triumphant, like this is going great kind of story. It's more like everything is crashing down and from a storytelling perspective, I have no hope that it's going to end in a positive way for characters and ideas that, like, I am invested. Like, I want to see the happy ending for her, but I do like how it's been manipulating my emotions for the last, like, eight years now at this point going into it. Um, and, like, with Demon Slayer, it's, like, I guess my main question is it, it really is kind of just doing more of, like, what I enjoyed about it. Um, which kind of leads me into the two that I think are going to actually have, um, the chances to win this season. I personally do think that the winner season is going to be between My Dress Up Darling and Ranking of Kings. Um, I think My Dress Up Darling probably has the most, I guess, appeal, like wide appeal. I think a lot of people were watching this one as like the, um compared to the two whereas i felt like ranking of kings was more like critically well received and had probably less of a um like other users if that makes sense like like i it was there like i felt like all the cool people were watching ranking of kings <laughs> in my in my head because that was just kind of how i felt about the show um are you one of those cool people yeah, yeah be one of the cool people like i i think i loved the most for ranking of kings was like the the soft art style that also knows how to handle its own tone. Like it's soft, but then it actually shows in the animation sequences for like the fight scenes that there's so much weight in like those, those movements that in like the sound design and like the actual stakes of like, like you do feel a lot of danger in like, I guess the show that you like, I was just not expecting. And I think a lot of people might not expect just looking at it from the, uh, just like the cover art and the material of like, uh, it's soft and squishy, probably a tale about friendship and intrigue. And then there's just like actually really dark, dark foreboding material that I think makes it so interesting. Um, I don't have much to say about Dress Up Darling. I did, I did really like it. And I think the key message of Dress Up Darling, I think a lot more people need to take that to heart. Um, of just like enjoying what you enjoy and it, really does show like a pure unadulterated passion for things that you love. And that's, uh, that's, that's some pretty cool stuff right there. <sighs> All right. Okay. Gracie, you're next. You're, you're the one that proposed our, our initial system. And now as I'm listening to like me and Nick, I'm just like, Oh no, she proposed how we like do like, it's, it's talk like, about each one and like, we have just to hand screw off the it pedestal. up. Like here's the pedestal. <laughs> but everyone's <laughs> silent. So I don't know what people are saying. It's like, everyone's just like, I'm, I just get the soapbox for like the next minute. um okay so we're talking about winter nominees only out of them i personally would like akavi's sailor uniform to win because it's the anime per like so this is where personal bias is in it's not an objective view but i think akavi's sailor uniform really really nails the whole like uh exploration uh exploration of the friendship between girls and how important it is in their earlier like teenager years because I think she's only like 12 or 13 so um that's when girls are really starting to develop their bodies and huge changes overall to them and that's when discovering like friendship with girls becomes like a whole nother level of intimacy and like importance that in prior years like when you're a kid it doesn't really matter as much because it's only when you hear your friends tell you like, you know, how good you look in a certain outfit or, you know, how good your hair looks. Do you feel like a sort of self-confidence that you just don't aren't able to find in yourself anymore because of like, once again, the way your body is changing. And so um, so that's why it reached me on a really personal note. And I thought the the last episode actually made me really emotional because it sort of tied in everything. Uh, Akavi, like, the reason why she was so, like, quote-unquote obsessed, I don't really think obsessed is the right word, but it was, like, that was her main goal is to make as many friends as possible is because in her elementary school days, she was in a very, very tiny school because they live out in the countryside, so 
there weren't really any classmates that were her age. And there was just this beautiful cinematic moment where she is walking towards the gym of her elementary school, which is, you know, where she spent most of her time being by herself because it, once again, it was a tiny class. There weren't really any students her age. And then she has a, and while she's walking towards it, she's seeing herself as a kid just sitting alone in that gym. But now, but then she opens the door and instead all the girls in her class are there like practicing volleyball for the school festival and asking her to join along. And that moment just hit me really hard. And I thought it was just cinematically really good at showing um, sort of the importance to her about this friendship. And so so that's why personally I would like Akavi's sailor uniform to win if it has to be an anime from the winter season. That being said, objectively, I think Ranking of Kings is probably the bigger winner if um if removing my removing my uh, perspective, my personal bias in things. I so Ranking of Kings does have an issue which I will cover when I get to the part of which one I think would have a chance of winning out of this group is um but in regards to as a whole package it is still incredibly powerful when it comes to the art style the animation the way that they were visually telling the story per se one of my favorite episodes actually like goes black and white for like a pretty good chunk of time before it shifts back over to color which i thought was just absolutely and utterly brilliant so from just a pure like filmmaking perspective and a whole package situation, I do think Ranking of Kings objectively should win. However, I don't think it will win because in the second core, it did get into some controversy. The first thing is the second core is definitely a lot weaker than the first core. Like I will openly admit to that. I actually wrote about that in my review. But another thing that has become very uh, transparent and clear in regards to um, a, an issue with it is that the story has some Japanese nationalism sort of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it becomes really, really hard to deny when some of like the backgrounds literally look like a copy of actual photographs of Korea before Japan colonized them. So it's it's just and and then on top of that, it's layered in with the fact that somehow magically this group of completely quote unquote uncivilized people who didn't have the technology and everything like that are just the evilest people of all. They love the torment kids. They're all traitors. They like, you know, they hurt the people. They bite the hand that feeds them and stuff like that. And I do think that it is very bad. <laughs> I do think it's yeah, very it, bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, I had totally for sure. forgotten about that bit of the show. I'm not yeah, going to lie. But the thing is, it is obvious enough for a lot of people to notice. And I'm not just talking about Asian historians who have like an eye for these things. I'm talking about people who just like to read about history who notice this. And so that has, un I definitely think knocked it out of the running in regards to widespread appeal, because one thing we can't forget about our voters is the fact that we are very internationally grouped. And so a lot of our people, a lot of our voters do come from countries that Japan colonized. Let's not forget that. So, yeah, um, Japan's so, reputation in Southeast Asia historically has not been great. Yeah. And so that's why I don't think Ranking of Kings uh, would win. Out of the nominees in winter, I think the one that has the best chance of winning is My Dress Up Darling. The reason for that is um, it has all the animation aspects in there that surprisingly our, um, our voters care a lot about. And I do say surprisingly because you think as a popularity poll, it's just whichever anime trends the most on Twitter is going to be the one that wins. But that really isn't the case in our, in, in our community. Actually, our community takes like the visual aspects a lot more seriously than you would suspect. And so... And we're grateful, listener, that you consider animation quality. <laughs> Yes, we are grateful that you guys considered the technical aspects of things, but My Dress of Darling 
checks all the marks of what our what our viewers like uh what our community likes to see they like to see really good animation they like to see um characters that are either funny charismatic or um relatable in some shape or form which all the characters in my dress up darling checks that mark they like you know they good they like good relationship development which my dress up darling has and so i think my and on top of that the biggest thing that my dress up darling could have missed out on is the female audiences because of the fact that modding in many ways is made for the male gaze for mm -hmm. men to enjoy and watch but that being said modding's personality is so electric and bubbly in a way that girls like want to be her that they do manage to capture the female audience in that case so that's why I think My Dress Up Darling of this group would probably have the best chance of winning. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, Gojo is pretty great. Like, he's, he's a good guy. I would like him to be my friend. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, that's that's winter. Uh, now it's time to talk about spring, which will be easy because there's only three options. I'm, not I'm entirely really sure. shocked that there's only three, but it really is only three. <laughs> It really well okay. There's more than three, but let's be honest. There's three relevant ones, um, and that would be Spy Family, Kaguya-sama, Love Is War, and Summertime Rendering. Uh, we'll go in the same order, I suppose, since I'm already talking. I watched two of these three shows, and I wanted to watch the third one. So I watched Spy Family, and I watched it with my sister, which was actually pretty great. She and I, um, Aww. yeah, it was really nice. So she dabbles in anime. Like, mostly because I watch so much of it, and she's like, oh, my brother really likes this. I guess I should I should check it out. And so she'll watch, like, you know, shows every now and then. It's really hard to nail down her, like, taste in shows. I've talked about it before on the podcast. Uh, and so usually I've given up on trying to make recommendations because <laughs> it's just that difficult. She'll just find something she thinks is interesting and try watching it. Mm -hmm. um, and so she, on her own, went out and found Spy Family and was like, I really like this show. Are you watching it? And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of watching it. And then she's the one that's like, hey, do you want to watch it when you get back from college at the end of the semester? And I was like, that'd be great. I know you'd be like putting it off for like three or four weeks at this point. Uh, but she's like, yeah, it's totally fine. So uh, I came back. We we binged the episodes until we were caught up. And then she and I went to go work in the woods for a couple weeks. And then when we got back from that, we finished the show, which is really nice. Uh, and then Kaguya-sama Love is War classic you know i started watching it when it came out i was reading the manga and so I'm, I'm updated on that one summertime rendering i have read it was on the viz manga app or not viz it was on uh manga plus uh it was it was available for those that had that um and it was it was updating like two chapters a week or something and i really really enjoyed it and i was really excited that it was getting an anime adaptation uh, and then it turns out that if i wanted to watch it as an american i had to jump through like a dozen hoops because i think like Disney got the rights to it. Yep. And then the didn't simulcast did. it. Yep. <laughs> and then and then didn't tell anyone when they were ever going to release it. They did simulcast it in Southeast Asia, which is they where did, they got which is the how books. it made it on the yeah. charts. Which is yeah, that's how it made it onto our charts. But uh, uh, being U.S. based, uh, I they didn't let me watch it, which means that I can't really talk about it that much because the story, even from the manga, is a little confusing to a degree like i had to reread chapters to understand what entirely was going on and so that automatically presents a challenge to anybody that's adapting a series and since i didn't watch the show i can't see how well they did it um so unfortunately i can't really talk about that so moving on i want spy family to win because i have like very positive um like vibes associated with it like i watched it you know and it was a family setting for watching it i think the the concept is really funny and then also the setting like scratches an itch that is particular to me it's like another one of those like they made this show for me which is why you should watch it um but the the setting of of kind of like cold war cold war berlin uh as somebody like fictional berlin uh but as somebody that studied german in high school for four years one of the things that is kind of like associated with your your foreign language studies in the American high school system is it is language and culture. So I had to do a lot of like studying German history and a lot of what my German teacher talked about was recent German history because it's what she grew up in. Like she oh, wow. remembers the fall of the Soviet Union. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. And and um, 
And the reason why she's in the U.S. now is because her husband was an American soldier stationed in Germany. And that's how they met, which like super sweet. We've heard our classes heard the story of how they met like a dozen times. It's adorable. Um, but uh, so I, I kind of spent a lot of time learning about that. So seeing it expressed in kind of a manga form as a, in kind of a more lighthearted tone, but still carrying all of the weight behind it. Like it's a comedy for sure, but there are definitely some scenes where it's like, there is a war happening in the background and there is a very strong reminder that like war is serious business and people die and it's a bad thing that ha- you know it's a it's a bad thing uh and you don't normally it manages to slot in that like tone shift very well it doesn't feel jarring because the whole background of this cold war situation is so baked into the entire plot that when it gets brought up to the forefront of the show you're not surprised, and so it makes the transition feel really good. So that's why I like Spy Family. It scratches an itch for me culturally and kind of trivia-wise, uh, and also it's just a good show. Um, the The opening theme is is great, um, and the characters make me laugh. Uh, Kage-sama is also very popular. Like, as far as who I think would be objectively like the winner, it's hard. This is like a toss-up for me, because Kage-sama... Again, in like comedy pacing, pristine. Like it's it's had a really good track record for its joke delivery, and it continued with that um, for the season. So it'd be it'd be really. I, I'm having a hard time drawing the line between the two of them. And then as far as who I think will win, I also think that's a toss up because these two shows share a lot. They're both comedies. They're both aimed. You know, it's it's for general anime viewers, and so it's it's kind of all about interpersonal interactions and and kind of hiding who you are underneath a layer like that's the whole thing of love is war is they're trying you know the two main characters are trying to they're they're smitten for each other but they're they're trying to like hide it whereas in spy family it's oh it's a spy and an assassin they literally have to hide their real identities uh so they're striking a lot of the same beats and so it really depends on just which one happens to catch your fancy a little more and since Everybody has their own set of criteria that check the box of like, yes, it's this one or no, it's that one. I I don't know. It's it's really hard for me to call. That's my that's my opinion. I'm kind of blending uh, options two and three. I'm like who I think objectively <laughs> yeah. will win and who I think. We've, we've got less anime to talk about anyway. So I, I can make my bit shorter too because I mean the key thing I have is that if, if it's a two-way race for spring, such as Spy Family versus Kaguya-sama, I think Spy Family would probably win if you were to pull every single human on the planet. Um, that's a really large that's a really large net, though. And I, I always say that just... billion people. Yeah, if we could somehow be able to do that, that would be like... That'd make my job, like, so much easier. We get a lot Ask of information Ask a baby, <laughs> like an infant, yeah. like, what do you think? <laughs> Obviously Spy yeah. Family, because that has a baby, just like me. Like, that's what the... And, and we could get a telepath, so we don't even have to speak baby. Like, we just... <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, I was just going to say, it's like, Spy Family had probably the biggest, I guess, casual appeal among everyone from most demographics. I mean... There will be like that subset of people who are like, this is overrated and I am too cool for this show. And those are the ones that are already like, uh, they're busy watching, watching Attack on Titan. No, watching Summertime rendering because like that's the one where like only the cool kids are watching that one. It's because um, only the cool kids bother to jump through the hoops to get a VPN. You, exactly. You have to jump through a big hoop and like, if only we got. A sponsorship from a, a VPN service. This would have been a great way to. No, I'm not. Don't that. plug any of them until they give us money. Well, okay. If you if you somehow work for a VPN and would like to give us money, and we'll just retroactively edit this episode and add the uh, <laughs> we'll add the advertisement. So this is our free version of an ad. Um, anyways, go back to my point. Is that I think I think Spy Family thing has the biggest appeal. Um, that might not it might not be like critically my my personal favorite. But, like, it it just has that, like, really, like, I don't know, very comfortable overall appeal that not a lot of shows get to have that sort of captive audience. I mean, the only one that came close was, like, even, like, Demon Slayer had, like, that really, really huge mass universal appeal that results in a lot of commercial success um, across the board. Um, 
I guess between like last year, because Kaguya-sama was on the board as well for for Anime Charming Awards, winning a couple um, here and there. So like, I think there there could be a subset of the fan base that really wants Kaguya-sama to uh, secure the actual the win this time, as it's kind of like going on forever. Um, but if if I were to say like this is a twenty twenty two specific show, then I would say Spy Family. How did Summertime Rendering get through? Was it through Wildcard or it wasn't? It wasn't. No, on the it was chart, actually was through the charts because. Um, oh, okay. Uh, okay, that, let's that be honest here. There's there's the Southeast Asian uh, people who are actually watching it legally because they could and voting for it, and then there's definitely people sailing the high seas <laughs> who was watching oh, it and voting my. for it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, let's just be honest here in regards to, you know, how they got it, the vote. It's, it's what happened. I mean, I almost I almost cracked for um, the Tatami Time Machine Blues. And, like, Disney kind of, like, soft-released it on Hulu in they the U.S. They keep soft-releasing like, things. Like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's all out. I can watch it all. Yes. And I was like, I don't know, every day I was like, this is this is all I want from Science Saru. This is, like, all I've wanted since forever since the uh, since um the night is short walk on girl yeah exactly i mean i love all of this style and also look forward to our bonus episode which is james and nick belligerently ranting into the microphone about release schedules for different companies <laughs> that sounds so boring but unless it's like <laughs> i spice it up by being angry like is it is it supposed to be like we're trying to get like the the energy of like the two angry muppet dudes or no we're not statler and waldorf we'll just be drunk they they aren't drunk during the Muppets. I feel like they were. Like if no, they had Statler and Waldorf all... are just are just grouchy and old. Which, well, you if know... I was in their position, I would be drunk because like like if I had like I love the Muppets, but if if that was like the one thing I had to do for like the rest of my retired existence, I I would be drinking. <laughs> I just think it's funny how there was a definitive pause from Miko where he's like, "Wait, they're not drunk." <laughs> so... I I I I'm I'm enjoying the headcanon of Nick watching the Muppet Show as a kid, like just understanding before he even knew what alcoholism was. The two people in the in the box seats are just alcoholics. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that would have that would be an on point with like the tone of the Muppet. I mean, it's not it's not Sesame Street where you can't like you can't show alcohol in Sesame Street, but like yeah, Muppets this is could the Muppet totally Show would do that. Yeah. The Muppet Show, where one of the punchlines is literally somebody blows everybody up with dynamite. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Gracie. Save us from <laughs> save our... Save us uh... from going deep into Muppet lore. <laughs> <laughs> dude, like I've been watching Muppets. so much defunct TV. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Oh No, no, I don't want to do this, but, like, the most recent episode of defunct TV is, like, actually the greatest... That's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen in my life. Oh, the Disney theme, the Disney Channel yeah, theme. It's an hour and a half. It's about who. I've, who I've watched it. Disney you don't theme? have to tell me to I know, watch but it. To Gracie's like, it. what the heck are they talking about? So it's an it's a thing about who wrote the Disney Channel song. Like, okay. But, do, 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 do. And so it's a huge like no one knows who actually wrote it. Like, and the thing is that it's basically like this telling of going through the history of the channel, finding out when they did the, the date, but then it, it like slowly devolves into like an hour and a half about just like an existentialism of like the legacy of an artist. And like, it's, it's a really, really beautiful uh, documentary. And my, like, my favorite thing is that that episode came out like two weeks after H bomber guy released his video on the Roblox oof. And they were both about crediting creators for their work, except uh, H-Bomber guy's thesis was like, credit them, you people, before the grifters try to take the credit for themselves. And then Defunct Lands was like, what happens if nobody, what happens when we leave behind something that nobody knows we created? Like, one of them is super philosophical and the other one is just angry. <laughs> Yeah. It's great. Shout out anyway, to channel. it's a good channel. Uh, <laughs> this is not about anime, but <laughs> I'm linking both. I'm linking both at videos oh into the uh, into the okay. description. Don't worry. Okay, back to action. crazy. <laughs> so uh, this is a shorter lineup. So I might honestly, it's going to be kind of weird talking about it in regards to that three step process. But 
I think out of the three, the one that I personally would like to win is Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Uh, the reason why is Spy Family just started. You know, we haven't reached a climatic point at all. And so while Kaguya-sama Love is War, the third season covers the big moment where the two main couple that the main couple that we have been following from the very beginning actually confess to each other. So I just feel like it's not quite Spy Family's time yet. And it is Kaguya-sama Love is War's time. So that's my feeling towards it. And then uh, Summertime Rendering, obviously, I didn't watch it, but I did get impatient and I ended up reading the whole like uh, summary on reading the whole summary on a wiki and stuff like that. And I just want to say it's a bit confusing. <laughs> so, and yeah, it is. Even as someone who didn't see it, I know why. I mean, I know you could say that I didn't see it. So that's why I find it a bit confusing. But uh, Alexis, who is a member of our anime trending team, He's recently seen it because Disney Plus has uh, released it in Europe. And basically, he enjoyed it, but he also said it got confusing at the end. So I was like, okay, great. Then someone who's actually watched it versus me who's read the summary are both saying it's confusing at the end. Then it's clearly confusing at the end. And so I think that confusion at the end um, docks some points simply because of the fact that I put so much um I put so much emphasis on characters and plot and that is negative points for the plot so that's why ultimately I personally would like Kaguya-sama Love is War to um win that being said I do think that objectively objectively it honestly is a toss-up between Spy Family and Kaguya-sama I can't speak for summertime rendering because, you know, I haven't actually seen the anime, so I can't talk about the more technical aspects that need to get packaged in. But both Kaguya-sama and Spy Family really, really went all out in their visual direction of telling the story with their script, with their um, characters and their plot. So they're all very, very equally paced in this case. However, I do have a definitive answer that is a little different from you guys. I actually think Kaguya-sama has a leg up over Spy Family in regards to our voter's choice. The reason why is I distinctly remember on our anime charts that Spy Family started to lag lower and lower and lower as the season continued. And it wasn't like Spy Family got worse or anything like that. People just weren't as enthusiastically voting for it anymore, but they were very enthusiastically voting for Kaguya-sama. And I, and I suspected that this pattern was going to show up again for our uh, current airing, airing season, our fall season, and it's true. Spy Family was dominating at the top, and ever since then, it has slowly started to go down and down. Um, it never falls off top 10. It's too well-liked to fall off top 10, but it is certainly no longer sort of racing for number one in the same way that it was at the very beginning. And so, um, and my big theory as to why this always happens is because Spy Family is ultimately very slice of life. And when it comes to slice of life, what I've noticed of our viewers is that slice of life or our uh, community, is that slice of life anime they really connect to, but especially if the characters are relatable. And whether we like it or not, um, Spy Family's characters aren't totally relatable compared to other sort of more standard slice of life anime. <laughs> so, well, you don't relate to being you don't relate to being an overworked office worker as opposed to a teenager in charge of the school. Well, you have to think about our age, the people that are watch uh, that are voting on our charts, their ages as well. I would say most of them are probably in their early 20s and younger. So, I mean, cuz I know from our Girl Taku podcast as well, just based on those stats. So, uh, so it, there's not there's not as many adults voting compared to um, younger adults slash teenagers voting for it. So yeah, they probably don't really relate as much to it, but they certainly do. You're making do. me feel old, Gracie. <laughs> what, I'm what? older than you. Don't make me talk about that. <laughs> 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 um, so speaking on that fact, this is why Bochi uh, from Bochi the Rock has reached such a huge group of people. Yeah, bundle five. of social anxiety. <laughs> yep, the social anxiety versus five family, the overworkedness is going to only reach certain types of people per se. 
And even the overworkedness, I would say, though, there like with the whole spy thing, a lot of people are not going to feel relatable in that sense either. So it's going to be fun and interesting and exciting, but it's not going to be relatable. And in regards to our community liking slice of life anime, relatable trumps anything that's exciting. So with uh, that being... What if I... Really? But like, what if I was just like delusional and I personally related to being a spy, even though I'm not... <laughs> no, I'm totally a spy. I'm a hundred percent a spy. I work are for the you, FBI. I work you for the CIA. Of, oh, we're not talking about classroom of the elite yet. <laughs> no, is that I'm, even on I'm this a... list? I really, really hope it's not. Oh my god, no! It is on this list. It is on this yeah. list. <laughs> Get ready for it oh, in like no. our next episode recording. <laughs> we'll have some. Okay, so that that one will be actually like I'll be I'll be drinking during that one. <laughs> Uh, but that's ultimately why I think Kaguya-sama is going to win over Spy Family in regards to the votes Um, yeah so that's my take on it and sorry for people who are hoping for me to talk more about summertime rendering I am in the area where Disney Plus has no sign of when they are if you don't don't like the fact we haven't seen summertime rendering please write your uh, write your complaint letters to what is Bob Iger the CEO of Disney again? I can't yes, remember. Yeah, he is the CEO. Uh, write your complaint letters to Bob Iger, uh, care of Disneyland, something something Anaheim, California. <laughs> uh, complain to Disney, not us. Yes, we are not at fault in this regard. <laughs> complain to James. Yeah, you can knows. complain to me too. I'll I'll compile all of your complaints and I'll I'll print them out uh, and put them in an envelope and mail them to Disney. With like a postage stamp and everything, <laughs> just compiled. Also, yeah. <laughs> also, there's a thing that popped into my head as as Gracie was talking about uh, the demographics that vote and like what they find relatable, and I realized for a second that because um, I I've just I I just got back from a function uh, where I was I was talking with some of my classmates uh, in my graduate program, and uh, we were talking about uh, housing development because of course we were. Uh, I say that, and then I realize I've given zero context in previous episodes about what I actually study. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, but I was thinking about the, the housing prices in California, which is my home state, and then Spy Family, and going, I realize part of the reason why I like Spy Family so much is because I get to indulge in the fantasy of pretending to be somebody that owns their own apartment. I'm like, oh, that's so great. I crave stability. And listen here, you young whippersnappers. You may think that being in school is all hip and cool, but you'll be spending most of your time with your nose to the grindstone, working 40 hours a week for somebody that won't even give you the time of day. Stability will be all you ever crave. One day you'll see like me, and when you realize it, you'll hate yourself. (laughs) Oh, God. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be real. I tuned that out. I I had no idea what you were saying. (laughs) That's fine. I just can't relate because I do have an apartment. (laughs) Do you own it or do you rent? Well, I rent it. Yeah. Yeah. See. Well, it's fine if I rent it. I mean, there's a different renting doesn't build equity. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I, I know, but like. I, I don't have very many avenues to make the equity. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, it it's fine. Uh, I'll I'll stop now because as soon as I launched into that, I realized that uh, I need to stop because the uh, I won't say that I pre-gamed for this podcast, but again, as a result of of previous social functions. So much. Oh, all of the the work and stuff for your semester is almost. Yeah. Well, today today was the was the get together because everybody else has finished their exams except me because I'm taking other classes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So they all they they went to the celebration to celebrate being done with all their final exams. I have some that are that are due tomorrow, and so uh, I joined them for celebration and you know celebrated as one does. So what do we have for the next? So are we going to reveal the list for the next episode's discussions? Or? Uh, we can't. No, we're going to funny mystery. Fall. The fall one. Oh, the fall. We haven't right. solidified falls nominees falls yet. Not yeah. And honestly. Fall is pretty intense because um, we have, so these are all in the running, basically. We have Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. <clears throat> we have Mob Cycle 100. We have Bolchi the Rock. We have Chainsaw Man. We have Bleach. 
So that's one, two, three, four, five of them. And there's not a, and it's not like a guarantee that five of them will make it. I think at most we accept our four. So, um, because. Except for apparently winter, which we accepted five. Well, no, winter, the ranking of kings is a holdover from the prior year. Oh, okay. So that's why. It technically got qualified for anime of the year from um from fall of 2021 uh but yeah. uh but basically but because it wasn't over yet since it was a two core it automatically qualifies for the next year so that's why um i see yeah so technically so if we're talking about it very very technically there's only four so there's five that's yeah and then we have all our wild card nominees too don't yes. we so there's five in the running right now on in fall, and I didn't mention Spy Family because Spy Family's already nominated, so that's why we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. But if Spy Family hadn't been nominated, there would have been six. So <laughs> <laughs> all of yeah. these have, have reached number one fall. at one point. All of these have been very consistently performing. It's just like switching out between those six constantly. So um, it's a it's a pretty big competition right now, and I genuinely have no idea who it's going to be. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and then wild card happens uh, after that, I believe, if I remember correctly. So we've we've got some more anime trending award episodes for you uh, through December, and then maybe a little bit in January. But then again, you know, New Year happens. We're gonna hit the ground running and get into um get into first impressions because the the anime never stops getting published. All right. Uh, any other closing comments? Nope. <laughs> you should apologize to Kobeni. That's all I say. Everyone should apologize to Kobeni. If everybody I should did. apologize. I did. Did you not see my girl Taku tweet? <laughs> no, I didn't. I actually didn't. So okay. So <laughs> hey, no, let me link it to you. Yeah, I, send me. I, send I me need the to see that. I accept your apolo- the apology on behalf of Kobeni because I was like trying real hard not to like spoil things because like that one week where everyone's like, "Wow, Kobeni's like the worst." I don't understand why anyone likes this character. And I'm like, "Wow, that's kind of that's a pretty Kobeni thing that happened uh, to her I, right when, now." What? how back do i need to scroll i don't remember this do i really tweet that much i feel like i don't you you do, you do. and they're, you they're do. pretty they're pretty good tweets so they're I really good tweets oh, there i found it i found it it's because it doesn't have a picture here this that's one. the thing that frustrates me the most gracie is the fact that you're so consistent with <laughs> your tweets from the girl taku podcast and meanwhile i'm here supposed to be in charge of the main anime trending podcast and the only tweets you'll find are me going, hey, there's a new episode, here's a link to it. Like, I rarely ever, I rarely ever post anything outside of that. And I feel like <laughs> I'm doing a bad job. No, 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 I think you're doing well. No, you're but anyway, I, I sent the leak. <laughs> okay. It was, so, so I, I had Mehdi apologize as well, but like, I saw him over this weekend. And so he was arriving uh, in the rain, in the middle of the night. And so he opened the door, and it's not even my apartment, but I, I answered the door, and it was Medi, and I was like, "I'm not gonna let you in until you apologize <laughs> to go, Betty. And he kind of looked at me like, are, "Are you serious, bro? It's like extreme rain, and I'm just like, "Yeah." And then he, he apologized, and then I let him in. But That's it was just it was just really funny because we had like the one week where everyone was bagging on her, and then it was like, I think like the last two well, weeks, everyone's okay, like, "Oh." I genuinely thought she was useless. Like, I thought she couldn't fight at all. So that's why I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's the frustrating thing about being somebody who, who's read the source material and, and, like, kind of observing the anime-only watchers. It's just like, no, you don't have the knowledge I have. You're wrong. You don't get well, Okay, so I even forgot that, like, there was that crazy fight scene. Like, because it happened so quick in the manga that it, I definitely was not in my brain when I was, like, defending Kobeni. I was just, like... I was just like, yo, this is like Kobeni would just be me if I was part of the Chainsaw Man public safety. Kobeni is there to be the normal I person. I really thought she was just like, un, like the most she can do was just randomly run over screaming and stabbing in a very unprofessional way. And I was just like, what are you doing here? Like, you don't have any skills for this job. How did you get hired? So, um, but then I saw the episode. I was like, oh, wait, she does have qualifications. <laughs> and, so, um, and see, that's I, why I, I think, made a tweet. Yeah. I, I said it. I said, okay, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know. It's, it's so funny because, like, I love the voice work for, for Chainsaw Man because it's, like, 
I think with Code Benny, I think what makes it so funny is that, like, she's still the same character when she goes from, like, zero to, like, a hundred in those moments. Like, like whereas, like, the other comparison is, like, in Demon Slayer with, like, Zenigawa? Zenigata? Whenever oh, he, like, passes out. Zenitsu. Oh, Zenitsu. Yeah. yeah, that's his name. Like, when he, like, passes out and then just kind of becomes a completely separate character. Like, it's, it's like, it's, like, two different people, whereas, like, Kobeni feels, like, the same person um, in, in that moment where it's, like, oh, this person's still really, really scared. And I, I always, I just, there's so many details in, like, the voice work for for that season that I've just I was just I James James knows I was more like spending the last few days like lamenting about Makima because I I found out the tragic news that I also knew deep down instinctively but I chose to be in denial over it that's the best part (laughs) though is like watching it watching it happen watching it happen to you did you see the uh did you see that gif someone made of like Bochi the Rock? It was like, it was, like the oh yeah, 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 that was great. Squished. So I hated Makima the second she came on screen. I mean, I loved the voice acting. I thought like the voice actress was pitch perfect for her, but like just Tomori Kusunoki. Yes, I thought that yeah. like, she was just perfect, but I the second she stepped on screen, and I didn't read the manga, so the second she stepped on screen, I was like. I don't like this bitch. <laughs> so, like, I, just, I, just like her. I just didn't like her. And then um, the last few days, I learned that she's like an ENFJ. And I was like, no. <laughs> so, like, no. Wait, wait. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah, and it was very sad and depressing. And my week has been ruined since. <laughs> so, wait, are you, are you ENFJ? Or like, what is yes. the... We're, we'll have oh, this conversation outside that's of the podcast. Why, that's why on an instinctive level you were like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, we probably need to cut all this off. So. It's it's true, but also I feel, I'm afraid now, Gracie, that's a, <laughs> as your coworker slash underling, I don't know <laughs> what to do with that information. Okay, cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> No, no. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I'm cutting this short before we get ourselves even further into a hole. Uh, tune in next time for more thrilling anime trending awards, speculation, and personal opinions. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a comment saying that you did. If you didn't enjoy this episode, leave a comment saying what you didn't like, and we'll try our best not to uh, not to do it again. Um, thanks so much. We'll see y'all next time. Everybody else say goodbye before we dig Bye. ourselves any deeper. I'm leaving. Goodbye forever. <laughs> Come back next week.